Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. A fine Saturday morning to the twos of you. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, that was just right. like morning diarrhea coming out of good, my mouth or something. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> oh, jeez. And it just keeps going. <laughs> just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, good morning. Uh, and a fine Saturday matinee right back at you. 
Andy. Thank you. Realize nobody, nobody ever wishes you a fine Saturday morning. So. <laughs> That's right. There Always wishing, never getting back. All, never no. getting back. Always a wisher, never a wished. <laughs> What's up? How's uh, uh, how's everything with you two? Great. Yeah. Good. I, uh, I I did. Yeah. So I did. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm. I'll say this because I think it's coming out pretty soon in the next couple of weeks. So I did. You did your recently, Andy. Your stint on escape from new york minute and i uh, just did my guest spot on the escape from new york movie by minute podcast and let me tell you those are fun people that was a, a really fun thing and they are such good sports they even went back to our shows in which we have talked about escape from new york and they came well researched oh my on my my particular opinions oh. of the movie <laughs> Thank God, at some point, I said, Escape from New York, quote, Andy, it's a terrible movie, but I get great joy from it. Like, on that, I rested my entire case for being on that show. So, uh, no, it was it was really fun. They're great sports. We had a great time. And I think we had three great minutes to talk about of that movie. You must have been right uh, toward the end then. It was the bridge. Okay. Yeah, it was I. I got the death of Cabby and the death of Brain. Wow. Uh, yeah, and and so oh. I can't think of better minutes for a guy like me to get in that movie. Uh, and we got to talk about how dumb the minds are that actually are able to split taxis <laughs> clear in two, clean <laughs> like Herbie the Love Bug. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So that was great fun to be on the lookout for that. If you're a movie by minute fan, uh, if you're not, they're just good people. And um, so uh, check that out. Escape from New York minute. They're on like, I think episode 72 just came out and my minutes are like episode 85. So it's on the way a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a fun show. Good peeps. Yeah. Good, good peeps. Uh, so uh, I'm also working on my A24, not to monopolize the series. I've started A24. Oh yeah. That was well, from I don't the know. Beginning? So I, you know what? Or what I just, love so much oh, about oh. Canopy, I'm doing it over on <laughs> Canopy. And what I love so much is they have that you go yeah. to the studio page, and they actually have it broken up by genre yeah. within the studio page. So I've started with um, I don't even remember what I started with, but I've watched uh, the Revenge of the Green Dragons, and that was not a good movie. And then Mojave, <laughs> which was equally not a good was, movie. You guys, I this is a rough start, but I know what's coming. Well, why are you picking those out of A24? You're picking. Well, your I feel like to I started them all, at the bottom. You gotta start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. Start, and start with I the just crap and move your way up. <laughs> it is. And you know what's so funny about it? It's like I really get the feeling like as a production house, a distribution house, like they're getting better at throwing money at better things over the over years and so i'm excited about where i'm going okay. but it's not it didn't start well you guys it didn't start well it's good of, it's it's rough have either of you <laughs> seen the um oh what was the film that was the first one that they did with uh with bill murray bill murray doing what uh, well i went to wikipedia to look and they only list oh here you go list of a24 films they they've it's gotten so big they've started this whole new page for it a Glimpse Inside the Mind of Charles Swan III. That was their very first oh, release. No, I, haven't, oh. I haven't seen it. Roman Coppola directed it, wrote and directed it. Charlie Sheen, Jason, Jason Schwartzman, Bill Murray, Catherine Winnick, Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, I, uh, I don't know if I heard many good things about that, that one, but I am curious. And I think I'll end up watching it at some point just because of the A24 label. 
Yeah, no, you have to. Yeah. I mean, that's we have to. I might watch that next. Do you though? Do you really? <laughs> you do, Steve. You're not a completionist what? like we are. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. It's too bad, Steve, that you can't join in that little bit of hearts. Yeah, yeah, because because when you guys sit here, they well, that was a waste of time. I'm thinking, well, you did that to yourself. There's plenty of other great things out there where you could be like, oh yeah. I mean, now you've seen Pete, you've seen like Free Fire. You did you watch Lean on right. Pete? Yes. Uh, JJ yeah. and I talked about yeah. that. That's that like 24. So you've you've probably got it a, was a, a significant. It was not a it significant was, chunk. Yeah, no. So yeah. I imagine a glimpse inside the mind of Charles Shaw, uh, Shaw, Charles Shaw, Charles <laughs> Swan, Charles Schwab. Charles Swan. Uh, I, am, <laughs> Lots of I imagine that's better. Yes. Uh, no, I'm, I'm in favor of, of that. I'll watch it for Aubrey Plaza. So, you know, well, I, I did a little late 24 action, uh, last Sunday as well. I finally got around to Mississippi grind, which had been on my list of things that people kept telling me to watch. So, uh, did someone, which, should someone uh, get a patient zero for that? I forget who, no, 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 it's, I think it's, well, my brother's been pushing it okay. for a while. Right. So and it, 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 now if one patient does not make for patient zero, come on, just because I watch something doesn't mean it's patient zero. Okay. If I watch it and then, you know, trickle down effect and everybody's talking about it. Then yeah. Okay. All right. But uh, that was, uh, I really, really enjoyed that. I actually, I did a whole binge on, on, uh, Sunday for some reason I was trying to catch up on some things and uh, I was I was trying to backfill some things in case we do some flick chart re-ranking so kind hearts and cornets yes. Robin Hood men in tights which I had I have seen Robin Hood men in tights but probably not in thirty years so revisiting that and then also short term twelve yeah so, yeah it was finally watch that one yeah oh my gosh I love that movie yeah, so much movie. that's yeah good stuff. Apple signs a multi-year deal with, just guess, this is a director, I just want you, have you heard this news? A director of some renown, Apple's got him, not usually a TV guy, but he has done one of our, several of our very favorite movies. Uh, I don't, I don't think you're going to be able to guess it. Uh, No, I, one of them deals a lot with, um, I want to say Sam Raimi, but I don't know. I know he signed a deal with somebody. Oh, oh, oh. Alfonso, Alfonso, that's right. Cuaron. I, there yes. we go. Okay, uh, he is uh, maintaining his existing deal with anonymous content, but he is uh, he, so it's non-exclusive. Uh, but it is a multi-year deal to develop television product products uh, and projects <laughs> and products, mostly projects for Apple TV Plus coming next month. That's nice, right? They've got oh. quite a stable. I, I I report that not because Quaron is anything um, you know different than the other fantastic talent that they have over there. It's just a, an amazing raft of talent that they uh, are accumulating. It really is, uh, yeah. All buzzworthy. I hope it ends so. up being buzzworthy once the product starts coming out. That'll be the big test. Yes, yeah, to absolutely. And we'll, we should, you know, we'll know in nay weeks, mm. less than weeks. November 1st, first things start to That's drop. That's true. So very exciting. And they've already announced uh, in a related deal, they've already announced, I think For All Mankind has gotten a second season nod from Apple. Uh, uh, note, nobody has seen it, uh, but they are working v- diligently, it is reported, to reduce the the amount of time between seasons because it's a nascent network and they want to make sure that they have enough content constantly churned out. So these shows that are just about to launch, 
they're going to launch it. It sounds like three episodes on launch day and then weekly after that. Um, uh-huh. So you get a little bit of a binge, but you're not going to get the Netflix uh, uh, season dump strategy. And, uh, and, and then you should not have to wait very long to get uh, next season, certainly not a year before they start dropping season two. So interesting strategies in streaming. Wow. Hmm. Okay. See, I mean, the whole season cut, I mean, that just, uh, how do you define that? Yeah. It's, well, instead of a season of 24, one season of 24 episodes within this year, you're going to get three seasons of eight episodes. Right, right. Like, well, <laughs> what defines the season? What is the, what is the, I mean, it's sort of an artificial. I'll tell you what defines the season. The you know, budget. What? <laughs> yeah. There well, you go. Okay. I guess production starts. Budgetary season we, one. Okay. So, okay. So then when we, so when a network TV they have breaks, so why isn't a you know again what what defines that? They take a hiatus for yeah. whatever during the holidays and in the spring. So I, it's just I I don't know what defines it, and I I love when I get a show and it's you know it's easy. I can I can binge thirteen seasons in a se- thirteen episodes in a season, but on Netflix I, there's another you know if I'm trying to catch up on a show that's there's two seasons, I'm like well now I'm just back to I it's it's an art artifice I think. Just give me a whole flow of episodes. It's just it's so much easier for production team yeah. to be able to go. Okay, there we finished this one. Let's let's budget this out and yeah. see. It's a lot trickier oh, when you're going. Okay. okay, just keep just keep the money coming, baby. Just keep it coming. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> I know people yeah. want to all do right. that. Yeah, also people need breaks. All right. You know, it's all about that. Well, and this is, yeah, but, but to, to Steve's point about artifice, like this, it, it's interesting that they are still calling it seasons only because we don't have a better word for it uh, on, on Apple, which is entirely funded by Apple right now. We have no sense of, of profitability, like for, for traditional sort of terrestrial TV seasons, you do a season to see if the show is working and if it's profitable in the eyes of advertisers, and then you have budget to, uh, to, you know, propose season two, right? I mean, that's kind of, that's the initiative is like, is this show making any money? And in the case of Apple, we have a situation in which they they're launching this TV network with some incredibly high profile people. This is an enormously expensive launch, right? This is akin to like a startup aspirin company, right? I mean, it's just you're competing in this massive market. You have to throw so much money at it. And for essentially the first year, it will be run as a nonprofit because everyone who buys a new Apple device gets a year of Apple TV plus. That means all the new back to school laptops, uh, all the new iPads, iPhones. Like my understanding is pretty much if you've spent any money at Apple, you get a year free of Apple TV plus to check it out. So this will be run as a nonprofit essentially for an entire year before they start redeeming any uh, I- incomes. Uh, they, they will be a stable player based on out of pocket cash from Apple. I find that fascinating as a way to yeah as a way it's a write off yes it is it's, it's like, an enormous right it's yeah. it's just fascinating it's like amazon you know their their hard drive storage which they use all that money for all their development so yeah right for aws right um profits yeah yeah so, yeah so apple plus that's november 1st and then we've got disney plus Less than two weeks later, November twelfth, yeah. we got the whole Disney so. Plus. Yeah. So everybody's, I guess, 
Roll it out in November. Get the bugs worked out so that by Christmas, when everybody gets their new Apple devices or new, you know, every, new smart TVs or whatever, and they're loading up for the Disney Plus, uh, hopefully they've got the bugs worked out and the systems don't crash. Right? It's Is gonna that be a mega like streaming war battle starting yeah. now. It's like, oh yeah. Here's here's my question, you guys. Are you like we're we're absolutely signing up for for both Apple TV Plus, which we'll get you know comped, and Disney Plus. And we are cutting a service because too many services. Are you kidding? Okay, like, what are you cutting? That's my question what to you, you first. Would you, Netflix? are you, you cutting, cutting something <laughs> in order to make room for new services? We, we have, we, I want to say two or three years ago, we actually put Netflix on hold for, and I think this was before, maybe it was a little bit farther back because there were times when, or maybe it was Hulu during the summer we put on hold. But there was one where we where there have been several times where we thought, well, we're doing more we're doing more Hulu in the fall. TV shows were going. And I think we put Netflix on a hold because they they didn't have their original programming coming up as frequently. It was like Stranger Things and a couple of other things. We thought, well, and the movie catalog had diminished, so we put Netflix on hold for a while. Uh, I think we're we're talking about possibly doing that mostly because. Not the Disney Plus thing, not the Apple Plus thing, but most likely we're going to do the CBS thing for Picard in January yeah. for, for that short frame, time frame. And then maybe put something on hold for a month. maybe Netflix. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Because the thing with Netflix is if it's original programming, it's going to be there when you bring it back. With Hulu, depending on if you're using it like we do for our network yeah, shows, there's expires. some of them that... The, some of them expire. So if you're not there and you're like, oh, well, I'm going to catch up on this. Oh, well, the first five episodes are gone because yeah. I waited too long. That's so right. So we are, I, I'm not 100% on the Apple Plus. They haven't sold me on that. I've I've already a Hulu, you know, commercial-free subscriber. So I don't know. It's going to cost me, what, just a couple extra bucks to get this Disney Plus and then the ESPN Plus in there. So that one's a, that one's solid. Apple Plus, they haven't convinced me yet. The, the interesting thing about Apple Plus have. is that they have only pitched, like really concretely pitched their original programming. But Steve, yeah. or Steve Cook, Tim Cook said in a, in his launch that, um, or the, the most recent Apple event, that in it, he, he used the words, I believe, in addition to all the other great content that you'd expect from a streaming service. So it makes me think when they launch, they're actually going to have some other content besides just the stuff that they're investing in. Because I, I have a hard time imagining, um, you know, in this market, uh, uh, subscribing long-term to a streaming service for only their just original, original content. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's interesting. Andy, are you, what's your status when you, I assume you're signing up for Disney Plus. I, yeah, I already signed up for that. Um, we don't have a lot. I mean, Netflix and Amazon is all we pay for right now. I constantly am tempted to sign up for HBO, but have yet to do so. Um, I, I don't know. I probably will jump on to Apple and just give it a try. But, uh, you know, I think I'm going to turn into one of these people that is a, uh, you know, sign and dump. Uh, sort of guy just to yeah. just when there's something I want to watch because I definitely want to check out Picard also and I think that's the way it's going to be it's like there's there's a lot of different product out there that I'm interested in but not enough on any of them that make me want to just fully commit like you know just constant monthly payments for something other than the ones I'm already using 
I think we're going to dump Netflix um, at, for for a time while we test out these other ones. I'm definitely a sign and dump on HBO. Uh, like, I'm going to wait until His Dark Materials is completely released and out and then subscribe for a month to binge that. Uh, it's one I'm really looking forward to. But there's, you know, I'm uh, we weirdly like we get John Oliver on YouTube. So, um, you know, we don't need to worry about that. So it's just interesting the way the market shakes out. I'm interesting, interested mostly in the impact that the Disney launch will have on Netflix. Hulu, I feel like, has so much of the TV, um, like right. the currency, uh, that like that one is not in contention in my family. Hulu is just the one that's going to stick around because, you know, how else are we going to watch our programs? <laughs> um, yeah, well, they've they their their movie catalog, the quality there has increased gradually over the past couple of years. And there's lots. I think yeah. was it was it Sony or I think it was Sony that that bailed from Netflix and moved over to Hulu or something. Because there's a lot of stuff that now for like the trailer rewind, there's stuff that's showing up first on Hulu. Mm-hmm. It's not like oh, it was on Netflix first and then contracts. It's Hulu's getting first shot at a lot of stuff. So now I'm finding more and more going to Hulu for things that I missed in theaters and there's like right now um what is it Mission Impossible stuff is over I think is Fallout I think might be on Hulu right now. So I yeah, Netflix I I love the original programming but it seems like they're counting more and more on the, sort of the buzzworthiness of their original programming mm-hmm. to, to draw people versus oh we're we're getting these things from the theater first so you can see it here. Mm-hmm. They they've sort of let that go and I'm really curious to see if that model continues to be sustainable uh, with Apple Plus and with all the Disney uh, moving over to to uh, the Hulu, what is it? Hulu, ESPN, National Geographic. What do you call it? Yeah, service. Yeah, mega streaming. Yes, mega streaming. Uh, who posted this? Uh, Netflix is being sued over Soderbergh's Panama Papers movie, The Laundromat. Yeah, that was an interesting little story. Uh, which I think The Laundromat just. Uh, did that just came out right it, it just yeah, yesterday. I think that just was yeah, yeah. so um, yeah they uh, there were um, two partners in a now dissolved Panamanian law firm they say that the film defames them portraying them as ruthless uncaring lawyers who are involved in criminal misconduct uh, it had closed uh, <laughs> after disclosures of its role in a global tax evasion um, earlier in the year and and now this is what they're saying so uh, it's interesting. I can't imagine this is going to get anywhere, but uh, to me, it just seemed like a couple um, people who were involved in, uh, you know, some tax evasion problems uh, now trying to find a way to get money out of Netflix. I don't know. It really struck me as a funny story. <laughs> and I, I feel like it's one of those things that's only going to help more people go watch that movie. Yeah, I think so, too. It's a, we've, yeah. I think it's just so ripe for a trailer rewind watch that movie. Do we, we picked it for trailer pick, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we did it. But is it, I mean, I'm trying just the tone of that. It it seems like it's I don't know. How do you take that seriously when it seems like it's satirizing the whole thing yeah. and that Soderbergh style of just, you know, this is a caricature of things, because if you try to play this seriously, it's just it's going to it's so tragic and sad. You have to take a comic spin to this. So for these guys to say, well, this is defaming us I'm like, well, number one, let's look at the facts. Secondly, I think everybody knows this falls well within the realm of we're not expecting you to be these cartoonish characters. Mm-hmm. But again, and it's based on a book, I believe. So why right. why so, are they yeah. suing 
Yeah, or Netflix instead of the author. I don't know. Because <laughs> Netflix has it's deep pockets name. and the author exactly. doesn't. Right, yes. Right. Yeah. Oh, well. Somebody wanted to talk about Kanye. Kanye, I'm well. I'm fascinated by this because of the Kanye ness, but also this <laughs> Kanyeness. Yes, no the the location of this right. thing, this Roden crater, is what's so. I'm really intrigued, interested in going to check this film out because of that. Because this is this the Roden crater, artistic right? Roden crater, which is here in Arizona. It's not completed yet. It's a whole art installation about architecture and nature. And it's all designed so that it's certain celestial events that the sun, the moon do all kinds of interesting things in interacting with the architecture. And so to go to see the movie, you know, cost me what it's one of these, you know, live event type things or whatever. So maybe up to $20 for a ticket, but I don't know what it would cost to get into this place if it ever opens, when it opens. It's supposed to open in five years. Uh, so in five yeah. years, yeah. So we get a, for me, it's, the, it's the, the, the visuals on this look really, really fascinating. I'm not a big Kanye fan. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's quite the character. Speaking of cartoonish characters, he, he is one of those. Uh, but there's the visuals that I've seen out of the trailer and on the, the website for the, for the crater there look fascinating. And, and to see it in IMAX, I think is just going to be one of these really unique experiences. I have so, friends who worked on yeah. that. Uh, and oh. they said that that location is just mind-blowing they said it was just one of the craziest things to to go through and you see that in the trailer it just looks like yeah this otherworldly cathedral that you're inside of and it's in inside yeah. this crater like he you know right from the cone of this crater he's building this thing kind of underground and it's it's supposed to be just absolutely amazing. They were just like in awe of this whole thing. They said it was a really amazing product to work on, especially when he brought in like this gospel choir to sing. And when you heard them inside, they were just like, wow, this is intense. So I, I'm curious to see it just for all of that. I, I think it will be interesting. Otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm as interested in Kanye as you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see any other news on the list exactly. somebody wanted to talk about uh a, a company that'll pay you a thousand dollars to watch 30 disney movies in 30 days well this is for andy because i thought this is this is your side hustle because i think you're already doing this but uh <laughs> what is it reviews.org is looking for the ultimate disney fanatic to watch 30 disney movies in 30 days and you get paid a thousand dollars to do it and i thought andy you get paid to do what you're already doing why would you not apply <laughs> You know, there was a, I can't remember what it was. I feel like somebody had a similar thing when uh, probably Infinity War was coming out, where they were going to have you watch all of the Marvel films over like, you know, a (laughs) five day period or something. And But there's always a catch with these silly sorts of things because of one, the amount of money they pay you for the amount of work you have to do is just nonsense. It's like perfect for a college kid or something. But two, it's like it's it's very social media oriented because they expect you to tweet the entire time and you need to be posting live streams all the time. And it's just and I mean, I honestly haven't looked into this Disney one. I'm just I looked into the other ones to go, well, what is What are they actually requiring? And this is what it is. And I'm guessing that this is the same sort of thing. It's so much work to do these silly things, but somebody will do it. I'm sure. That's right. (laughs) Yes. But you get a bunch of Disney swag. 
Oh yeah, it's just, a I mean, thousand thirty dollars. movies and thirty. I know. <laughs> hey, for thirty movies, you're watching those already anyway. But you're right. It's the, it's the other piece. It's the live tweeting. It's the yes, all of that stuff yeah. that it's. It, you're not getting paid to sit there and watch. You're getting paid to sit there and create content for them. Uh, yeah, for a thousand dollars for a month. So I don't know. You break that down hourly based on the number of movies you're watching and what are you at minimum wage? Maybe you're a little more. Somewhere. You're more than minimum wage, but still, yeah, then you take wage. all the time you're putting into yeah. social media and all that sort of stuff. It probably ends up being less yeah. than minimum wage. <laughs> There we are. Uh, last thing I just want to note, and only for the show notes, is the Never Surrender uh, oh. documentary. Uh, Never Sur- <sighs> the Galaxy Quest documentary from the folks at yes. Screen Junkies and Honest Trailers and Fandom. The, it, it just looks so good that I'm dropping the trailer link in the show notes if you haven't seen it. Uh, because I gather it's coming soon. It's one day only. This is one of the things. So this is one of these things where I thought, well, okay, so it's it's one day only. It, November twenty sixth. That's it. Yes, right before Thanksgiving. Uh, so go take the family. Which I watching the trailer, I'm fascinated because it's. I've always wondered about this film because of the Tony Shalhoub character with his like always. Sn- munching on the french fries and i'm like what's going on with this character and then just in the clip from the trailer for this where they talk about well they then decided to, the studio wanted them to cut it down to make it family friendly so there was they've got that one clip with sigourney weaver dropping an f-bomb and i thought that's the version of the movie i want to see mm-hmm. not the one that was sort of you know toned down for families because i i want to see some of that other footage but i wonder why this distribution model on something like this why roll it out forcing people to drop what is it here's 16 dollars and 29 cents to go see this movie at this one time is it then never going to be available is it what you know what's going to happen because this just baffles me as to question the quality of this is if this is the way we we roll it out yeah you got to see it once and that's it so if you don't count any reviews because you'll just be hoping to get a chance to see it on this one day at this one time only that's right and that day is november 26th and yes I, it, it will is. probably be embroiled you'll be there I, in thanksgiving you'll be there, well i don't know I, I would like to but it's one of those things the timing yeah. is pretty lousy yeah. For, oh, for yeah. us, but I, I definitely, it's a, it's a movie that I'm super curious about. So I'll post the link in there if you're interested. If somebody goes out to see it, please let us know. Uh, if we can't make it, would like to. I'd like to think it. that they will release it later. It's just this is probably a way yeah. to try to get um, a bit more money right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yep, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm curious, right. but there's no way I'm going to make it out November 26th. Are we going to do a little flick charting? Sure. Uh, we got to jump into our flickchart.com uh, slash the next reel, and we are going to re rank 10 sets of films. And uh, Steve, you are here to um, hopefully uh, give us thoughts if you've seen the movies. So I guess we'll see where we get today. All right. First up, we have uh, one of our recent series, Rabid versus Stripes. What a great pair. Stripes. Ah, uh, really? Oh, really? Andy, I'm going to say on, Rabbit. Stri- I, I didn't no, grow up with Stripes. God. I never really cared about the movie. I think it's okay. Oh, it's okay, but I'm going to say Rabbit. Oh, I haven't seen Rabbit. I haven't seen had a chance oh, to get to no. Rabbit yet because, again, I'm not the big Cronenberg fan. Steve. So, 
Yeah, I know. <sighs> so what? It stands. Just leave it as it stands, right? No, we have to. We have to rock paper scissors. Actually. Oh, because you guys may you may not have. That's right. You may not have come across this exactly. ranking uh, previously. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, scissors. Paper. <laughs> Stripes wins. And uh, Stripes yeah, went no. from 377 to 315. There you go. So you know what? That's an interesting little connection there. You got your, you got Bill Murray and Rabid Zombies, and you cross-cut those together. You know what you get? Zombieland. Zombieland. Yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah. All right, next up, Wild Tales or Rocky Four. I'm saying Wild Tales. I'm guessing you haven't what seen is Wild Tales. That answered my question. I don't know what is what is that. It was from I've our never Ricardo Dutty series. Your... It was. Uh, it... Oh yeah, that's not anything that I'm rushing out to. I know. Shame yeah. on you. This was an Oscar nominee for best yeah. foreign film. It was so good. Yeah, it was. I'm going to go with Wild Tales too. Wild Tales. All right, Wild Tales again or Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. Mm, I'll say Boogie Nights. Uh, Detroit or Star Trek Beyond. Definitely going with Star Trek here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, although, wait a minute. Detroit? Yeah, come on. Yeah, that was the one that you were just so I know, but it's Star wrong Trek. on around yeah, every he, corner. It's too late. Like, you already oh, said yeah, Star and I already Trek. clicked it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear positive affirmation. I'm moving on. <laughs> okay. Are you, are you wanting to change your pick No, there? I'm not. I don't want to. No, You just wanted to say, Detroit was so good. I, all right. You I stopped that little dance. That was <laughs> yeah. enough. All right. Next up, Barton Fink or L.A. Confidential? L.A. Confidential. L.A. Confidential. Oh, Barton Fink is so good. It is. It's so good. Yeah. So why is it not Barton Fink over because L.A. Confidential? Because L.A. Confidential is so, so good. It's even better. Yes. It's better. It's gooder. No. Yeah. no. In the Mood no. for Love or Marty? Oh, sweet, sweet in the mood for love. Please click and <laughs> yes, move on. in the on. mood for love. Uh, these are all holding steady. Drive or The Matrix? Ooh, I'm going to say The Matrix. Yeah, The Matrix, but uh, that's a hard one. Drive's a good one. Yeah. Uh, held steady at 57. Contagion or Labor Day? We'll say Contagion. Contagion. Contagion held steady at 121. Star Trek Labor The Motion Day. Picture or Time Bandits? Oh, definitely Time Bandits. Ow. What? No. No. <laughs> really? They're time bandits, Pete. Come I on. I mean, okay. Time I know. I know. They're, come on. I know. It's, it's time unless, bandits, I mean, but it was just so easy. It was so fast. It, yes. So because. Fast. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's no, fine. Because it's 20 fine. minutes of a slow tracking shot of the Enterprise just doesn't it do it for me. You may get all, it's a good movie, but <laughs> yeah. time bandits. It's time bandits. It's, yeah. Time bandits. I'll study at 45. The crazies. Or Black Hawk Down. I would definitely go with Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Down, yeah. You were so fast on that one, Pete. Yeah. (laughs) Ocean's 8 or Escape from New York. Hey, Pete, you just watched that again. Uh, I'm Ocean's 8. But I will say loving things about Escape from New York because apparently people listen to this. I am going to say Escape from New York. (laughs) Steve? Yes, I'm going to say Escape from New York. It's been a while since I've seen it, but... It's Escape from New York. All right, look at that. Look at that. It finally I worked. Feel, I feel great. I feel like how, how, how long have we been doing this? And this was the first time I think that it actually. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. We we could talk 2001. Right, we right. can do that as well. Uh, Escape from New York went from 370 to 307. Okay, so it's not mm-hmm. yeah. earth shattering changes. It's still right. It where uses it the be. same digits. 
Yeah. I've totally lost track. So we'll call this the last one. Star Trek Beyond or Kundun? We'll say Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, Star Trek Kundun's Beyond. pretty good, though. And that held steady at 208. All right. We had a, we had a couple shifts. A couple shifts. Yeah, there, there are a yeah. couple little shifts. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Let's do trailers. Who's first? Uh, Steve's up any first. Any A24s, any rules? Steve's first. Oh, no rules? No, wait a This it was, it was tough to find something for me because, well, well, we'll talk about what you guys picked. So I I had to find something that I felt like feels like Trailer Rewind territory. And I came up with this little film. It's releasing November 1st. Uh, Ethan Hawke. He's, it's one of these little small Ethan Hawke projects, a story about an ex-felon discovering a live baby left in a dumpster. Uh, what's was intriguing to me about this is not only Ethan Hawke and this weird story, uh, but it's written and directed by Logan Marshall Green, uh, who we've talked about uh, several Prometheus. other. Uh, That's the main yes, one. Yes, Prometheus, the the main one. But uh, re, you know, well, I guess we haven't talked about the invitation. Uh, but that was oh, another so film good, I yeah. really enjoyed seeing him in. Yes, exactly. So I'm I'm really intrigued to see what he pulls together on this one. Uh short film. It says a runtime of one hour and eighteen minutes. But uh I love just sort of the character focus on this. It's I I don't know if it has a I don't want to say supernatural element to it, but it just seems very odd. There's something in the tone that just makes this maybe allegorical, metaphorical, or something with just finding this live baby and this guy just going on like a road trip with a baby. I don't know something unusual about this uh, that, that drew me in, and I I love me some Ethan Hawke. So it that's, could be that Blue House is behind it. That might be why you think yeah, that, that there must be something supernatural in here. Where are you? It's the baby. <laughs> yes, exactly. That probably was it too. Because I thought, oh, okay, Blue House. Oh, Ethan Hawke, a uh, felony gets out, and all of a sudden there's a baby crying in a dumpster. And I thought, is this a supernatural baby? Is it going to start levitating? What is it going to start doing? Yes, I I don't know. Uh, I yeah, this this struck me is a really kind of weirdly we were talking about lean on pete earlier and this kind of ended up for me having a lean on pete feel to it which i thought was pretty interesting i i'm curious about this one i always love ethan hawk and man this guy is always busy as we have pointed out in many trailers that we've discussed of his uh, over the years and he is always good i mean you look at what he just did uh, with his uh, performance in the uh where he was the priest was that last year and you know all the award nominations and everything he got i mean he's just he's always great and this looks like another really just a potentially powerful performance from him and i'm just i'm so surprised that logan marshall green all of a sudden has turned to directing and this is what he brings because i think it looks great so i'm really curious about this one i am too i think the only thing i would add is that uh it's just piling on the performance from ethan hawk i mean you could just tell in this trailer he's done an exceptional job of making himself look small and uh, i just from when he's getting out of the prison and he's got kind of making his way and he's on the bus and he's just shrinking and he just looks like a much smaller man i i I can't wait to see what he does with this character i'm I'm sort of more interested than you know the supernatural potential supernatural bloomhousey stuff uh i'm just really curious about you know what's what this means for for him uh, yeah as a as another yet another performer he's just one of those guys who's just he's getting better and better as he ages like he's gonna be yes he's gonna be one of those november 1st 
We'll see what happens. Excellent. All right, Andy. Which one am I going to go with? You know which one I want to go with. Are you guys okay if I go with that one? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We've done... There, have we done a miniseries the, trailer before? deep in the archives. There there have been times when there's not much out there, and there's, there's times I think we've done a couple things. Because we've done the... Trying to figure out what it was. I'd have to go back in. But I think there were a couple times we've done something that's either been a TV show or series once or twice. And this is, this is uh, again, when we talk about the models of how we, you know, structure entertainment. Uh, yeah, throw it out there. Well, I, I you know, I, because the other trailer I yeah. picked is awfully good, too. And that's why I'm kind of torn on, mm-hmm. my, on my choices. But I will go right. because of my recent fetish with uh, with Stephen King and and like you know reading all of his books and um, watching the adaptations of them. I saw the trailer for the new miniseries on HBO that's uh, coming out in January called The Outsider, and that got me very excited uh, because of just all of that. But then you also have Jason Bateman in there. You have Ben Mendelsohn in there. You have a really interesting story about a, a man who is arrested, kind of just a regular Joe Schmo. He, you know, everybody in town loves him. He's coaching the Little League team, and then in the middle of the Little League game, police show up to arrest him for the murder uh, and, like, the horrible, you know, torture or whatever it is of a young boy. And uh, that's Jason Bateman. And then, you know, it's it's you know, it looks like kind of a crime thriller. So I haven't read this book. It's one of Stephen King's more recent books from just last year. And so I'm really curious about it. And I don't know enough about the characters here, but I guess the one of the characters was in um, the Mr. Mercedes series that he had also done. Uh, uh, Holly Gibney was in that trilogy of novels. And uh, now pops up here. And so I'm really curious about this other kind of, uh, you know, set of stories that King has told and and what's going to be happening here. But just everything about this looks really intriguing. I'm curious to see kind of where it's going to go and how it's going to play out. But from what I can tell, it's a it's a 10 episode miniseries that will be premiering in uh, on HBO January 12th, 2020. What do you guys think? I love me some Stephen King. I have not, it's impossible to keep up with him and, and reading. And so I haven't, you know, anything within the last decade, I don't think I've probably read, but uh, this, I, I enjoy the, the way he reaches into new genres uh, with this one uh, or with like these detective series. I am really, I think the cast looks really good. Um why is it a miniseries? Why isn't it just a series? I guess because it has a beginning and end that makes it a miniseries. Yeah. So if, uh, I don't. Again, we're just um, well. That's uh, you know, uh, yeah. Miniseries, names, but, I think te- yeah. technically yeah. It's, just, it's it's designed to have a run and then end. It's a long movie. Yeah, it's a long movie. Yeah, well, because Stephen King writes a long book. This is five hundred and sixty pages. So yeah, I, I what I love about this is to me this is being respectful of the source material and giving time to the story rather than trying to condense this down into, you know, two hours or so. So giving this, you know, the characters, the story time to breathe over this many episodes, I look forward to this. And I think that's been the challenge with some of King's other work that's been adapted is you, you try to squeeze it into these, you know, 90 minute movies and you, you've got to cut so much stuff of what makes his work rewarding, which is the character pieces. So yeah, I'm well, and, and all right, now I got to add and, HBO. Yeah, right? See, and we're in a place <laughs> where all of these, all of these different sources are starting to do these longer Stephen King ad- adaptations which is yeah. great because yes. I mean I was thrilled in the 90s when TV networks started doing that with Stephen King's stories but by nature of them being 
you know, sanctioned FCC TV networks, they had a lot of restrictions as far as what they could and couldn't show. And so they really had to water down to a certain extent it, The Stand, The Shining, uh, you know, any of those big miniseries that came out on TV in that period of time. So it's great that there are these other sources now doing that that can actually give us more and kind of fuller versions of these stories. Yeah, I am right with you. I'm super curious about this. This is a sequel to The Lawnmower Man, right? I like that one a lot. <laughs> Everybody's favorite. All right. Well, that's uh, favorite joke. That's coming out January 20th on HBO. Uh, that's when it will start. So check it out, folks. All right, Pete, what's yours? Uh, my trailer, just briefly, we've talked about uh, this. It was in our uh, sequels and remake segment of our Rabid <laughs> show just uh, recently. And here it is. I feel like this is trailer coercion. Uh, that, of course, somebody had to pick this trailer. And you guys, like, we were in a line, no. and then you guys backed up, <laughs> no. and that left me picking this trailer. It is the Rabid 2019 uh, trailer directed and co-written by Jen and Sylvia Soska. Uh, what they say here is that it is a it, it's a continuation of the thoughts and conversation from the original film and modernized through a female perspective. And so there you go. I love me some Laura Vandervoort. I think she's a fantastic cast as a principal. Uh, Rose, uh, I don't see any of the underarm proboscis <laughs> in the trailer that has not been revealed if it exists i wonder if it is something you know the poster we get some interesting things or they do a lot more sort of gruesomeness about her face mm-hmm. uh and and i wonder if something's on her back i don't i don't know what's going on uh with that uh but uh she looks great there's a lot of crazy uh crazies eating one another i guess um rest <laughs> of the cast ben hollingsworth is in it phil brooks is in it uh and uh, co-written by the Soskas and John Serge. Uh, I, you know, it's a remake of Cronenberg. What are you going to do? What do you? What did you guys do? Did you? Did you? Were you jumping out of bed thinking I can't wait to see the Rabbit remake on this trailer? You know, we talked about it during the the show. I just looking at the Soska sisters' other work. I'm like, hmm. I don't know if I need to watch any of their movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious about this one, uh, but I, I don't know. I, I I don't know what angle they're going with it. So, uh, yeah, but it, it it piques my curiosity. But that might be where it ends. The the names sounded familiar. I couldn't remember why. And then I was it was it two weeks ago. Our list was uh, like medical stuff gone gone wrong. And one of their films kept showing up in the list, which is their film American Mary, which oh, is yeah. like a student that gets hired to do some plastic surgery stuff. So I, yeah, they seem to operate sort of in that Roger Corman area. I, I read a little bit of their, their bio to sort of understand what their approach is. And they're very much out of that. I guess they got started really guerrilla style shooting, uh, like basically Robert Rodriguez, you know, we're just going to put this thing together as fast as we can, as cheap as we can. And I think you see that in the trailer, but they've got their following. Yeah. So there's there's an audience out there for this type of thing. It's not my type of thing. Uh, yeah, it, like I said, I'm not nothing's drawing me to see the Cronenberg one. I don't know what would push me to see this one. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, if you're, so, I, I wonder yeah. where this fits in the Cronenberg yeah. fandom archive. It is distributed by Shout Studios and what is sure to be our next favorite distribution house, A71 Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's great. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I basically I saw this and said, no, I'll just watch Raw again. That's what yeah. I'll do yeah. if I want that. Yeah. Uh, release date, uh, it, it hit Fright Fest, uh, August 26, 2019. I don't, uh, do you guys see a uh, more accurate uh, release I don't date? think anyone's worried. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we've got a list. Lists. It's uh, evil, let's do our evil list. corporations list. Evil corporations from our film this week, uh, which is funny because... A fast company. It's not exactly like an evil, evil corporation. Like I'm sure some of the corporations on our lists, but uh, well, especially because there is such a brilliant evil corporation in the movie we're going to be talking about next week. Yes, so true. So it it hurts me a little bit that we're we're a little bit premature. Oh well. So all right, oh, Steve, well. kick it off. All right, I have I have two lists because it's I've got. Evil corporations like over here, like for Halloween, October thing, and then I've got actual like you know more serious, and I'm going to go that route. Tried to avoid franchises, so I'm going to cut those out of my list as well. So I'm going to start with, and again, it's not evil, evil. It's just corporations sometimes end up being bad. It's so bad that it's tragic that you have to laugh at it in office space. <laughs> in a, in a tech. Horrible corporation. I don't know that they're evil. They're just not good for people. Not effective. They're they're all bad. They're all in effect. Inatech, yeah. Intertrode, any company mentioned in office space is, is bad. I would argue even the uh what's the fast food restaurant? Or not the 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 restaurant chain where Aniston works. Oh, you can yeah. even argue oh, that place is yeah. with all of its <laughs> with the flair, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. With the flair, yep. yeah. You just you're just gonna end up there. <laughs> All right. Well, for my first pick, I felt like I needed to go with this documentary called The Corporation from 2003. It's a Canadian documentary uh, fitting for Cronenberg. Um, But this is really an interesting look. It's not a great, uh, well-made film, but it's a really interesting story about corporations and how corporations kind of became legal entities and really kind of uh, it looks at how, uh, you know, it defines kind of what is it? It defines like a, a like a an lunatic or something like that, and like all of the points of the definition basically fit exactly what a corporation is, uh, mm-hmm. which is it's a really interesting look into it, and it's frightening because this is kind of the entity that is kind of basically been created and now is kind of running the world. These corporations, so it's a really interesting look into. Um, all of this sort of stuff. If you want to get into evil corporations, just check this documentary out and you'll be afraid of them all. The corporation. <laughs> Outstanding. I can't believe, I mean, both of those are, are fine picks. I cannot believe that I have even been allowed to get this far uh, in our list without having this already pre-stolen. Uh, you know, sometimes I, I too was fascinated by this idea that that corporations, sometimes corporation movies, their, their intent is not inherently evil, but the consequences of their actions lead to evilness. And in this case, the consequences of monopolization uh, lead to a trash-covered wasteland of a planet. Uh, I am talking, of course, about, by and large, from Wally. Uh, it, it It's not a company that intended to be evil, and yet they ended up doing things that destroyed, literally destroyed the planet. That was a good one. That was a steal. Yes. Good choice. Outstanding. I got one. <laughs> yes. 
All right. My second pick, I'm picking on a real live corporation, uh, one that's actually been in the news lately. Uh, if, you, if you've been paying attention to what's going on in California, but if we're going to talk about movies that have these evil corporations, we're going to pick on PG&E and Aaron Brockovich. Uh-huh. Oh, that's great. Because I th- that's, you know, again, here I, I want to say maybe, you know, not evil on the surface, but clearly you get into the inner workings and there's some there's some bad actors, bad, bad actors in place taking advantage of people doing the wrong thing. Wow. Great movie. Great pick. Um, and my next choice is pretty much in line with that one, because mine is also a based on a true story about somebody who. Uh, you know, is a whistleblower and uh, and goes after a large corporation. In this particular case, it is The Insider, Michael Mann's film with Al Pacino and Russell Crowe, uh, oh, going after Big Tobacco. One. And uh, wow, anyone who has problems with Russell Crowe and his acting should check this yeah. film out. Um, it's just a really powerful film with some top-notch performances. Everything about this film worked for me. And it's one that I don't think people talk about enough. So definitely people need to go back and check out The Insider. That's a great pick. That was not a direct oh. steal, but it was it's on my backup list. So you were close, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, my second is, you guys went with these like uh, real companies. And I went with a company that might as well be real. Uh, this is a, a Japanese pharmaceutical company, and they have a lot of patents. And just like many pharmaceutical companies, they zealously protect those patents. In this case, uh, they send out assassins to anyone that they suspect threatening their secrets. And uh, they also... You know, speaking of the diseases that that they're they're patenting the cures for, they're not really curing diseases. They're just like dangling them out. Well, that sounds like a like what we think of pharmaceutical companies doing now. And that's why everybody loves Johnny Mnemonic and Pharmacom <laughs> Industries. That is a deep cut uh, guilty pleasure of mine when he upgrades his brain with more storage. <laughs> I was all in, you guys, all in. And the guy with the laser, like the the mini lightsaber on his thumb, the lightsaber rope. Ugh, give me one of those. How useful is that? I don't even know. I don't even remember anything about the movie because I was so blitzed by some of the technological whiz-bang stuff in it. I know people think it's terrible. I think those people need to be quiet. (laughs) I have never seen it. Uh, it, oh, uh, what? What? It looks terrible. It ever all the reviews said it was oh. terrible, so I skipped it. Oh, see, I saw that in the theater. Me too, and, many times. Uh, yeah, so I saw that in the theater, and oh, what year was that? Because it was just because then, then there was this other, you know, uh, Keanu Reeves like sci-fi movie coming out. We're like, oh, is this going to be another Johnny Mnemonic? Is oh no, it's this the Matrix. Be another Johnny Mnemonic. It's nineteen ninety-five, <laughs> yes. and that's okay. uh, that's all you need to know. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Looks oh, like it. Sometimes, a Andy, that. looks like a duck. Walks like a duck. It's a swan. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that is Johnny Mnemonic, nineteen ninety five. I don't know Pharma- if I'll be able to call you Industries. Patient Zero, but if if I do watch it, I'll give you the moniker anyway. <laughs> oh, it's it's a painful I, one. I now. own it. I, I, I own yeah. that. I uh, every, everything you want to talk about. You I own get your it. guilty own pleasure. Guilty you pleasure. should. Yes. All right. Yes. Okay. All right. My my final pick. This is one that uh, 
I don't know that I've picked this before, but it's one that whenever I get an opportunity to talk about this movie, I, I want to refer people to it because I am just a huge fan of Tony Gilroy. Uh, George Clooney is amazing in this. Uh, I can't believe it's been 12 years since Michael Clayton was in theaters, but... Just such a uh, just an amazing film of dealing with, you know, corporations, you know, again, not being held accountable. And it's it's not so much the story about the company, but it is about the company. It, uh, there's so many great things going on. Michael Clayton, if you have not seen it, you need to you need to go out and get this one right now. Such a great Fantastic movie. Uh, yeah. That was like definitely going to be on my list. But I ended up going with another Tony Gilroy film. Uh, oh, which OK. I think. Has a just Good. as much fun to say about uh, evil corporations. It is duplicity with Clive Owen, yes! Clive Owen, and Julia Roberts. Yes, man, do I love this movie! It <laughs> takes the seriousness of Michael Clayton and turns it on his head. It is yeah. a just, it is yes. a really fun time. As uh, I mean, pretty much everyone is kind of working against each other here. But my favorite has to be the the pairing of the two CEOs, uh, the Burkett and Randall CEO. <laughs> Howard Tully, played by Tom Wilkinson, and the Equicrom CEO, Dick Garsick, played by Paul Giamatti. And the way the film starts with the two of them in slow-mo, like, uh, coming at each other on the tarmac of an airport. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they just start going oh at each other. Um, but yeah, these are two great corporations and just the uh, the evils that they do trying to plot and steal each other's ideas and everything. Just a fantastic film. So Duplicity, that's my final pick. Thank you for putting that one on there. Yes. Oh, you guys. All your picks are so, like, conscious and woke. <laughs> yes. Uh, my final pick, I'm going with one that I, another one that I thought would have been, it's so obvious it would have been stolen. And it's on my mind because we've been talking about it a little bit in uh, Discord. Uh, and... That is what happens when a company gets so big that it actually is able to get a uh, not just an interest, but a controlling interest in the military. You know, that feeling when the alarm goes off and you have to wake up early because you have to go visit a planet with some life on it that is unknown. Well, that's what happens when Wayland Utani Corporation calls you and makes you go check out the facehuggers. <laughs> this is in the Alien franchise. Wayland Utani is one of those companies that you know, just their intentions maybe when they were a startup. We're, we're okay, and eventually they end up trying to harvest aliens for a space-bound super race of war creatures. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were going to be the one picking something from uh, shows we've done in the past. But uh, I know. I will let me. you do that <laughs> if you say that it's from uh, Alien okay. versus Predator. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can take that. There you go. Yep. Oh, excellent. Well, those are, uh, those are uh, some good yeah. choices. Yeah. So what yeah. are we going to do next week well, for was, our poll? Yeah. What do we got? What, what, what are we talking? What are you talking about? Uh, next are we talking week? about? We're talking about the brood. We've already done uh, evil children in the past. We had a whole oh, series on man. On I forgot that we're, we're a week off and uh, I yeah. should have done spectacular optical corporation. <laughs> <laughs> Nuts. Uh, you could have. You could have. Uh, okay. Bonus pick. <laughs> Spectacular optical. Stay tuned. Yeah, I had Robocop and Jurassic Park as some other good choices. Oh, yeah. No. What was uh, Robocop? Omnicorp? Uh, uh, Robocop was, uh, was it? Yeah. I didn't write down the corporation names. 
I uh, Umbrella no. Corporation was oh, was right, next yeah. on my oh, list. Well, yeah. That was like there's yeah. just that's a company that was just evil from the beginning. Like there were no <laughs> good intentions. It was always around bad. Umbrella company, Corporation. Right. It was always bad. <laughs> All right, All so right. the brood. Yeah, I had, oh, yeah, what'd you have to see? Yeah, the brood. Oh, I was going to say my, my Halloween trilogy of uh, Halloween 3 with the, what is it, Silver Shamrock Company. Oh, uh, oh right, Nether Beast right. Incorporated. Hey, they're not uh, evil. Yes. They're, <laughs> they're just vampires. And uh, the Belko Experiment. Mm. So oh, those are my, my horror yeah, trilogy of bad, bad, bad companies. Oh, what was, uh, the, but the, what was the company behind uh, Cabin in the Woods? The... That was so They're good. They're trying to save oh, the world, Pete. Yeah. Well, They're yeah. not evil. They're saving the world. <laughs> They're not evil. They're saving the world. See? Good Through intentions sacrifices. gone bad. Yes. Right. <laughs> All right. Is that fit in with the brood? Are there good intentions no, gone bad what do in we the brood? Have? We have uh, classroom <laughs> murder. Oh, no. I don't want to go down that road. Yeah, please. Oh, <laughs> what am I thinking? Well, you know, there is something. there is something to this, like doing a series where they make kids shoot scenes that really kids should not be involved shooting shooting scenes like one of the That's worst a list I don't things even that directors put kids through oh traumatized child yeah. actors that's my that is my contribution for this week okay i will not write that one down so what's next <laughs> oh. uh, um, let's see we have um well, genetic, like you wouldn't call it like genetic offspring, right? The, how about how about clones? How about crazy birth scenes? Okay, crazy birth scenes. Weird. Crazy. Birth I don't know scenes. if there's okay. that big of a list right there. But. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Dark. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we could do something about mothers. I feel like we have to do something crazy mothers. Oh, all right. Okay. Crazy movie moms. I like it. Crazy okay. movie moms, okay. And uh, divorce oh, films. This is Kramer versus no, no, no. Kramer. It is Kramer versus oh. Kramer. But what about <laughs> what about uh, best movie therapists? Oh, therapists. Okay. okay. Or therapy scenes. Do you want to do the therapist or therapy scenes? Therapy scene. I like therapy scenes because I already have a pick. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So right. crazy birth scenes, crazy movie moms, and therapy scenes. That's a pretty good. That, that gives us Tra- some good options for this movie. Yeah, it's already posted. I can't edit it. Nope. Traumatic children. <laughs> no, Traumatized right children. Right there. Yeah, I'm going quick. <laughs> All right. Good pick. Good picks. Good list. Nice work, everybody. Happy Saturday. All right. Good job, live stream. Happy Saturday. You're the best. Yeah. Thanks, Patreons. And... All that. <laughs> we gotta go. Patreons, Patreons we love you. <laughs> uh, thank you for supporting us. If you're watching this live uh, on Monday, you know, if you were a patron at patreon.com slash the next reel or the next reel.com slash Patreon, either one, you would be getting this on Saturday when it's actually a Saturday matinee. That's what we want to talk about. And so we thank you for those of you who have already done it. Thanks for supporting the show and helping us keep doing what we're doing. We love you so much. And also, I gotta go watch Zombieland because we're doing a show on that tonight and if you were a patron you could actually watch us live stream that which would be fun so with some guests right one uh we have one uh guest guest. who's joining us uh the other one will not have seen the movie yet uh but we definitely have a new guest i'm very excited to introduce uh uh, jordan peterson from nerd critic will be joining us uh tonight to sit in on the show and and um uh hope to get uh he and his partner back on uh in somewhat regular rotation they're fantastic guys and it's great to do crossover episodes with them uh, to have them sit in on the film board so it'll be fun awesome that's it say goodbye everybody goodbye everybody goodbye everybody hondo
I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.